As kids, we learn that bullies can't help it. They pick on anyone they think is smaller, weaker. They pick on people they think won't fight back. So you're gonna give a speech or are you gonna answer, ask a question? And like all bullies, I'd like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. They keep going. Why don't you go yourself, you tiny brain, and I hope this gets picked up. Until they get punched in the face. I've still got hope because I know we are still here and we will never quit. Until they see someone standing up. People. Not breaking. If the governor thinks he can do a better job, then he should run for state attorney, not president. Not bending. That's my question to you, governor. You're the governor of the state. I'm not the governor of the state. Not giving in. Do you think that your tweets and your name calling are turning people off? Because when bullies get their way, they never stop. Welcome to the Truth and Democracy Coalition's monthly meeting. My name is Rich Procida. I'm the founder of the Truth and Democracy Coalition and the host of the Truth and Democracy podcast. Now, I was contacted by um, Sandea Rani Ja a a few, a month ago or something like that. She has a consulting firm and somebody contacted me there saying that she wanted to um, come in and speak about her new book and so forth and so i set it up and everything and so and then i drafted some questions now these were not easy questions these were difficult questions um tough questions i guess and i sent them to her last week and i didn't get a response and then um, in the middle of last week, I, I sent her another email saying, asking her to confirm that she would be here. And I didn't get a response. And then just a couple hours ago, I got a message um, saying that she would, I guess we still have people coming in here. So we're going to have to, I don't want to have to tell this over again. But, um, that she had blown out her eardrum, she's not going to make it, and she's canceling. I don't know if it was the questions that blew out her eardrum. But um, so what I'm planning to do here is I'm planning to pose these questions to you because they are a little long questions, and I know all of you have opinions about this issue. And so I'm going to pose these difficult questions to you, and i like... um, and just raise your hand. There's a raise hand feature in the reactions menu. I believe it's in the reactions menu. Or you can just unmute and, and speak if that's what you prefer to do. Uh, with, but if I get a number of hands up, I like to go up by the hands. Um, I'm, not nec- I'm going to be looking at everybody at the time. But I'm going to start one question at a time. And then we can go through that. But be, before we do that, I'd like to tell you a little bit about the Truth and Democracy Coalition and then talk about some future events coming up. So the Truth and Democracy Coalition was formed to build a pro-democracy movement in America. We educate the public about disinformation, 
teach people to be critical of the propaganda they consume and provide critical analysis of current events and social issues. We produce media and educational materials, hold seminars and meetings, work with other organizations, and organize events and activities geared toward building a pro-democracy movement in America. The coalition seeks to build communities of people of different faiths and ideologies to defend and promote democracy locally, nationally, and globally. Now, some future on Sunday, May 21st, this year at 2 p no, at noon, at noon on May 21st on Sunday, we welcome Harvard education, Harvard educated American moral philosopher, cultural commentator, and essayist Susan Neiman. Dr. Neiman has written extensively on the juncture between enlightenment, moral philosophy, metaphysics, and politics, both for scholarly audiences and the general public. She describes herself as a lifelong leftist and socialist and is an unlikely critic of wokeism. She argues that the tenets of the woke have become anti-theoretical to the traditional values of the left. She currently lives in Germany, where she is the director of the Einstein Forum in Potsdam. Neiman writes in her new book, Left is Not Woke. I'm, willing, I'm unwilling to cede the word left or accept the binary suggestion that those who aren't woke must be reactionary. A left-wing critique of those who seem to share the same values might seem to be an instance of narcissism, but it's not small differences that separate me from those who are woke. She adds that the discourse around wokeism is confusing. It evokes emotions that all progressive people share, such as empathy for those who are marginalized and indignation for the oppressed. But those emotions are derailed by a range of theoretical assumptions that ultimately undermine them. So Dr. Neiman will speak to us about her new book, Left is Not Woke. So to register for that, and I'll end up putting these in the chat for you, go to tinyurl slash left not woke. Then on June 4th, 2023, at two o'clock, we will start our monthly red pill men's group. Men are dying. They're killing themselves with drugs and alcohol and committing suicide at far higher rates than women. They also make up the perpetrators of violence and mass shooters are mostly young men. They are turning to authoritarianism and make up a large portion of far-right extremists and mega activist. Well, what's wrong with men? New studies show that implicit bias is strongest against men. Men are more the subjects of implicit bias than people of color or the poor. Men have become public enemy number one in our culture. They are viewed as dogs and trash, among many other things. The same women need a man like a fish needs a bicycle has become popular among women who no longer need financial support from men. Studies show that women are happier being single and no longer want to love and take care of a man. 
All of this has a profound effect on men. Pining for the past when they had more authority, men are turning to drugs, alcohol, suicide, and authoritarianism. So, reg so this is for men. This is a men's support group. So the register for, register for this nonpartisan men's support group, go to tinyurl slash redpillmen. Then on June 11, 2023 at 2 p.m., Richard Proceda, that's me by the way, an early pro-feminist activist, the author of Social Issues in Global Perspective, Pornography, and the leader of the Truth and Democracy Coalition, will lead a discussion about what's wrong with men and what to do about it. A survivor of severe sexual abuse, he will tell his story, address the problems facing men today, and talk about what needs to happen to move men back from the brink and back to sanity. Now let's turn to our discussion. Can I so, say it now? Um, well, Jeffrey, um, yeah, go ahead. Say it, Jeffrey. Right. That, that was just said about about being silent. That's actually a quote, I think, by Dr. Martin Luther King. Okay. I think. All right. And secondly, All I right. wanted to bring up something since you're bringing up religion. I thought I might as well bring up this this idea I had. You know, okay. the idea of reversing, also known as crimes against religion. Okay. It's, so I so I wanted you, so I wanted you guys' opinion, all of you. The, its main goal is to target hate group target hate groups who use relig religion as a means to justify their illegal acts or cults you know like uh you know you know like jonestown the the cult in japan whatever that om om yes om, i heard of it om and that yeah. nerve gas attack that that was definitely had to have been a definitely a crime against religion and also okay and, and others and others too all right thank yeah. you jeffrey very thank you well, that that's the only the part I wanted their their opinion on it. Okay, well, we'll it, it's out there, Jeffrey. It's out there. So if people want to comment on it, um, they will. So, um, thank you, Jeffrey. Adam, go ahead and um, unmute yourself. Okay, go ahead. Um, so what bothers me is that I see like people make, you know, our government and judges and politicians will make decisions or, or vote in a certain way and will say it's not religious yet. It really is, what they're doing is really, it, you know, it is based on religion, like the Texas abortion decision. Like if you really read through there, that judge's opinions were like very much grounded in Christianity, but he just whitewashed it in the law. And so what, I'm, what concerns me is that like religion is creeping into the governmental decisions and decision-making and our policies, like for example, um, when the Trump administration implemented a lot of like uh, diversity and inclusion programs, um, but they're whitewashing it, not saying it's not religion. And so, like, you can't really. It's very. It's. I just. I just think that like the approach is very dishonest. Um, and uh, you know, I think they should just. You know, people that are. I, I think you should not ground policy or law in your own religious beliefs and then like whitewash it and say it's not. That's not what you're doing um, because that's just. You know, it's, it's really. It's not fair to every, you know, everybody else impose your know, religious beliefs through policy and law. That's all I want to say. Well, yes. Yeah, so somebody asked in the um, chat, I don't know if it was you, can we be honest about, um, was it, can we be honest about race? I think they said. But, um, I, but I have a question for you. 
you know, people have their personal values, right? And those personal values can be religious. And when you go into the polling booth or you're a judge sitting, I mean, one thing that judges are, they're human beings. And when you're sitting on a judge and um, you have these values and these beliefs. So it's really hard to say that these values and beliefs are not going to be um, affect your decisions or affect your your voting or that you're not allowed to bring them into the polling blues. So how would you suggest that we address this this problem of people bringing their personal beliefs, which is fair game, really, into their um, decision making and their thinking process and their critical analysis? Well, I mean, if you, you know, you can bring it, you know, when you're acting in your own capacity, I mean, absolutely. I mean, if you're going to vote, you know, you, you can't go vote for a candidate that, that, you know, that, that you think is going to make decisions that are in line with your religious beliefs. You know, that said, once you're in office, um, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be, you know, using, you know, trying to make decisions that pander um, to the religious right um, and then whitewashing that the politics and law and saying that it's not religious. Um, that's 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 how I mean. Like you know, people, voters can go ahead and you know, be as religious as religious as they want at the, at the ballot box. Uh, but once someone becomes you know gets into office, I think that you know you really you need to dial it back. And like you know, particularly like kind of people like George W. Bush, Mike Pence, they really just kind of you know. Um, I think it should not be. I, I think you know you shouldn't talk about it while you're you know giving the State of the Union. You shouldn't. Um, you know, you shouldn't talk about it at work if you're working in the government. Um, but yeah, you need to. Yeah, I think you just, you know, if you're a government official or a politician, you really just need to, like, you know, watch the line because you're just not, you're not just a voter. Um, you're someone that you know represents all of us, and not all of us have, you know, your religion. I think you're 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 right about that, and I think we should be definitely inclusive. But one thing we do have a disagreement, um, and I think that the left needs to turn it up instead. Turn up a leftist position um on religion and they are you know in in many ways um some people like uh, this guy mcwarder a professor from columbia calls uh wokeism a religion so um and there are quasi-religious um practices that that we engage in you know land acknowledgement um naming our pronouns um on a ritualistic basis so I think that's how human beings are. We are religious animals. And whether we call it politics or whether we call it religion, it's very much the same thing. I don't want to um, let you go without giving you an opportunity to respond to that if you want to. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. No, I agree. All right. Thank you, Adam. Um, feel free to pop Thank up you. again. Uh, we're going to need. Hello. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, if you can turn on your camera. Um, um, Samuel and Debbie, if you can, we'd love to see you. And um, so, um, Samuel, it's your turn. So come on. I, I see your beautiful face, but it disappeared right now. Um, go ahead. Uh, now you need to unmute. Now you need to. There you go. You can't hear me as well with the camera. If I eliminate the camera, my voice would be much clearer. Is that, is that, tell me if there's a difference. Can you hear me? Now, no, there's no difference. There's no difference. Oh, there's no difference. Good. Then I can I can turn on the camera. Because okay. sometimes I'm on Zoom, I'm not all about all. Okay. okay. The situation is um since Trump, the Republican convention of 2016, Trump encouraged 
the lack of separation between church and state. And it's just gotten very bad. So what we should do is try to add state to religion. So in each church, mosque, congregation, um, we should, they should vote on what, how they think God, what God is, how they symbolize God. Um, we, I will tell you, I symbolize God as just simply uh, symbolizes a breath, the cause of cause, and the omnipresence. Not a king, not a dictator, not somebody, not a even a person who without rules. But we need to 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 find out. And this is an enormous job. There's hundreds and thousands of churches, mosques, and synagogues. How do you even vote? And every five years, as language changes every five or ten years, have we voted again? And new numbers, because God is not is changing. There's constant change. These people are uh, right-wing people think God is stable forever, eternally. But the concept of God, as the language is changing, concepts always change, even concept of God. So we have to, should have each institution vote on what they think is God and whatever prevails it could probably cause a lot of battle between institutions but at least there's a separation between church and state within each institution of religion you understand yeah you know i i think you're you make a good point in that i really think we need to talk about political issues at church i mean where else are we going to talk about them really if you can't talk about them in church I mean, there's important social issues mm -hmm. but i also have a difficulty mm -hmm. with bringing um other ideologies into um religion and ignoring scripture or ignoring the religious aspect of it and then just preaching on politics so i'm a little conflicted in 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 my view because after you make your point you know i realize how even bringing um different socialist ideologies and the DEI and the anti-racism into the church. It's on one hand, it's sort of substituted itself for theological discussion and for discussions of scripture. And it's also brought the divisive propaganda into the church. Um, so, but on the other hand, you know, those are the issues that we, we need to be discussing in church. And so I, I think you make a good point, Samuel. I think, yeah, a lot of we find out how many churches believe uh, every word of the Bible as and Bible written by God. Of course, God doesn't write, but uh, but uh, let's find out how many churches uh, believe that by the, that God writes things. I think the most one of the most perfect humans wrote the Bible. Um, so, uh, but. We have to uh, vote on it. You know, each institution um, then will know um, better on uh, to what extent God, how many people think God wrote the Bible. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's obvious God didn't write the Bible. As they say, the Bible didn't fall out of heaven in a glad bag, you know. So um, thank you, Samuel. Feel free to pop up again, okay? Okay, so Debbie, we're... Um, we're ready for you if you want to um, unmute. And if you want to um, um, show us your beautiful face, that would be lovely. Okay, great. Hi. Um, 
I probably have an opinion that most people will not agree with. Um, I don't think that religion deserves a place in politics at all. I think there should be a complete separation of church and state. Um, the reason why I say that is because we all fell down the rabbit hole. They're using religion, the, the extreme right is using religion to cover up what the real problems are in the United States um, so that we don't speak on those, we're stuck on all this religion, religious right stuff. Um, you know, they're not talking about uh, raising the debt ceiling. They're not talking about the problems that we have with homelessness. We're, they're not talking about um, the really important issues that we have today. And they're covering it all up and they're pounding us with their religion. Um, it's not that I don't believe in religion. I believe everybody, you know, is entitled to have their own faith. Um, I don't think they're entitled to try and shove it down my throat what they believe in, as I won't try and shove my beliefs down on somebody else. But I really think we have to wake up and um, realize that we're just falling right into their trap. We're falling into their rabbit hole. And um, it's just going to continue until we start screaming enough and that we put them back in their little niches, so to speak. I don't want to be... Um, I don't want to be nasty about it, but they need to go back to where they, they belong. And um, we need to move on with this country because unless we do, um, we can say goodbye to democracy. But I, I always point out to people that the separation of church and state is not the separation of religion and politics. Only the state is prohibited by the Constitution. It says no state shall okay or they was applied to the federal government and then they I think it was the 14th amendment that that made it applicable to the states but religion and as far as politics religion is fair game you know and and if we and it is protected it's in the first amendment it's protected free speech and so i don't know how you can ask people to leave their personal beliefs and values at home and to act as if they can go into the polling place and just say oh this is my religion for my personal life and those beliefs and values don't apply in other words if i believe that we should love our neighbor that's a personal thing i should love my neighbor personally but as a nation we sh it doesn't matter so who's not talking about helping the poor is it it's obviously the right's not talking about it but neither are the and the christian um left is but they're talking about it in secular terms but it's right there in the bible lift up the lowly you know um bring down the powerful um you know and leave the rich rich empty so i think that by excluding religious beliefs and values, we are excluding the most progressive and liberal and um, even socialist type of values from our, you know, and we're handing the weapon, this Bible, over to the right to just slam us over the head with, and we're not confronting them. We're not in a control. We're here saying no religion. So it makes us look like 
we're against religion or we're anti-Christian when we start to say, oh, keep your freaking religion at home. But they're using their religion against us. They're using well, it. Of course they are. Of course they are. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so why don't we use it against not, them? It does not belong. It, when you go, well, when you're, a, that's, that's when you're not, a legislator and when you're a senator and when you're a congressman, you need to walk in there and walk in there with the idea that you're working for everyone, regardless of what their religious beliefs are. You cannot take a vote on women's rights or anything else based on your religious beliefs. And that's what they've done. And that's what has got to stop. They're trying well, to force their so-called religious beliefs down my throat and I resent it big time. Right. I think well, the they... issue too is that it's a perversion of religion that, I mean, you know, like it's such an obscenity that these evangelicals have taken on somehow, you know, the Bible and Christ teachings and, the stuff that they act and the stuff that they put out there is a perversion of what was what was meant. So, Richard, it's really cool. Like what you're saying, you're right. And you got me thinking in a whole different way. So okay. for me, it's the, the thing with religion. It's the perversion of it. And if we could keep bringing that out, like to like I, I, I hate the fact that I won't put an American flag up. Why? Because I don't want to be identified with whatever. So, <laughs> and then my husband, I said, I want to put the American flag up. I want to put the gay flag underneath it. And I want to put the Ukrainian flag underneath that. And my husband was like, no, no, don't do that because we might, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll become a, a victim of some violence or something, you know, but I, it angers me. So the American symbols of American democracy, symbols of religion have all been perverted and taken over by the right right and the left but what debbie but what debbie is saying okay is, I, you guys have you have cameras i can I'm put you up there i'm go sorry ahead, go ahead go ahead i was hoping okay. to put people up but go ahead um i i think what debbie's trying to say is that you know i don't think that saying that i don't believe religion should be put into politics is give is doing away with someone's right to believe something my thing is is that someone's right to believe that abortion isn't right they have that opinion but don't take that opinion go to washington file legislation and then vote to say well i don't care what Tamara's First Amendment right is to her opinion because this is what we believe and we have we have the majority five people here to do that but do you see what, how, the, right. religion should not be used to make law in the United States religious you, belief should not be used to make law in the United States but do you see how unworkable that is how that's impossible why why would that why is that unworkable? because you're telling people to um separate these ideas in their head as if we can separate our personal beliefs and values from our politics that's what they're supposed ideas to do that's, well, that's not what they're supposed to do that's, that's not the constitution 
It's free speech. That's free speech. I understand hey, it's free you, speech, you but when you take the a job, you're supposed to follow the rules. And the rules don't the rules, tell that's you. That's not the rules. The, the rules don't tell you that to force their religious beliefs on everyone in the United States. No, they're, I understand they're, they may be against abortion. I understand that. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem when they vote against every single woman here in this room or in the United States against my daughter, against my granddaughter, that they can't have an abortion. They don't have that right to do that. They don't have a right to tell them what they can and cannot do. That's based a political opinion, they, right? Based on their religious ethics. No, and that's, that's, what that's, not a, that's not an opinion. That's not a political opinion. Of course that's, a, that's a, that's a, you took, you took an, you took a, a, a person's First Amendment right to an opinion. You got a group of people together and said, hey, let's file this paperwork to take that right against a whole nother section of people based based on what we believe. Oh, OK, so let's move on to the next question, because we're going to vote. Can I uh, uh, put, put my two cents in real quick? OK, because we got other questions to go to, Jeffrey. All right. um, but uh, what I wanted to say is they're going to vote. You know, they're going to vote. That's a this is why I created reversing. It's a in the it's illegal, making it illegal to pervert, pervert religion, what religion truly is, you know, like religion well, is all about good, love, not hate. Well, that's absolutely true. It's about love and it's about loving your neighbor, loving the en your enemies, loving. Um, and the neighbor includes the country next door, as well as people of different race and different cultures and different countries. And um, so that's definitely uh, political as well as personal value.